0: Welcome back to another episode of the Green Machine Podcast. I'm Nick and as always I'm joined by David from lancenro.ie to bring you the latest Irish football news, blunt and honest Irish football discussion and nostalgic throwbacks in the good times and in the bad times. So yesterday afternoon Off The Ball Sports reported that Jose Mourinho had held talks with Matt Doherty over his form and said afterwards that he was confident that Doherty's form would continue after a stop start season for the Ireland right back. So... In recent times, Doherty's lost his place to Serge Aurier, who's an erratic player at the best of times. And in more recent times, has lost his place to Moussa Sissoko, who's a central midfielder by trade. So concerning times for Doherty, who joined Spurs from Wolves in the summer. So probably not the way that we expected this move to materialise, David.
1: Oh, very bad. And As you say, rightfully very, very worrying. I mean, I think he's made 10 appearances um, in the... uh, Premier League this season for Spurs. He's made five in the Europa League, one in the EFL Cup and one in the FA Cup. Not really what you wanted, in fact, or expected. I think we all expected him to really kick on. You know, Spurs are now, I suppose, would be a little, will be a step above Wolverhampton Wanderers. And you think, right, here's the chance now. You know, you're stepping up, which is actually refreshing to see because we've always spoken about players getting cosy. And how they, you know, they get settled in the area, they have kids and, you know, family and you think, you know, I'm happy here. Don't, I don't, you know, the money's OK. I'm going to stay here. And they kind of don't really go anywhere. And yeah. it was really good to see finally a player stepping up to a top club. Uh, unfortunately, it's
0: the first time in a while, isn't it? Like Shea Givens, yeah. probably the, the last big move.
1: Yeah. Of Noles, and he left you
0: know, Robbie Keane to Liverpool before that. So. Yeah, yeah, it's not it's not something we've seen in a long time. So there was always high hopes, but there was always this kind of feeling that this was too good to be true. Because I don't know if it's Doherty's age, I don't know if, if it's the style that he was playing in, you know, under Nuno Esprito at Wolves. But there was something that seemed too good to be true about this one. I don't know what it was. I don't. I think it's an age thing more than anything.
1: I think it's probably more of a Jose Mourinho thing. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean. You know, Matt Doherty was very late onto the scene, wasn't he? I know Stephen Kenny mentioned that when he when he took over as Ireland boss. He said, you know, we 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 bring players in, we call them in, we bring them into the setup, we blood them in far too late, and he is right. Yeah. And Doherty probably should have been, you know, given his form at Wolves, excellent player, uh, lots of goals, lots of assists, you know, and assist, and that suits him. And I think that's the issue with sports and Ireland is that he's not really playing in a team with a system that suits him. And I mean, especially as far as when I saw the um, all or nothing, that's very difficult to, if you're not used to that kind of environment with uh, with someone like Jose Mourinho, where he's quite blunt, he's very old school, you know, this is probably his last big job, so to speak, other than the Portuguese job that we all know he's going to get at some stage. He's a very blunt character and he wants his players to be, um, probably shouldn't say this word, but it begins with C. And he wants his players to be like that, nasty, because that's the way he's always had his teams. Nasty, yeah. they want to win, they, they'd kill your granny, to quote John Giles, just for those <laughs> three points. And you see him with the players going, you're too nice. And, he, you know, Harry Kane, listen, you know, you're you're a leader on the pitch, but I, I Probably, want to
0: Always you. Harry Kane.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And you know, I want you to be more vocal, more nasty. And you know, Carrie Kane just can't do it. You remember his team talks were like just pretty, pretty appalling. You know, like just like, all right, Harry, you just do your talking on the pitch, son, and we'll <laughs> leave it at that. And um, yeah, and and then you, I remember reading the story about how uh, Matt De Hardy when he, uh, it was when O'Neill had left the Ireland positioned position when he was mutually consented out the door um by John Delaney, and he came on RT Radio, and he said that, yeah, we didn't really know what we were doing. He he wasn't, you know, he left, he, he was just sort of like an old school manager, O'Neill, and he didn't really give out instructions, and you know, it's it's probably some of the stuff we we did, you wouldn't do it with a modern side, basically, basically just saying that it wasn't up to scratch, and that the approach was very sort of, um what's the word I'm looking for? Very old-fashioned.
0: Very loose, by the sounds of it.
1: Yeah, very loose, and Kind of, that kind of works for a bit. But then, of course, that falls apart as it inevitably yeah. did towards the end of the O'Neill era. And then uh, O'Neill came on uh, in response to those uh, to those words that he used on uh, RT radio. and um, Basically, called call him a tosser several times. And this is all out there. Like you just say, oh, you're a tosser, you know, how dare you? And just tore into Matt authority for kind of letting the cat out of the bag a little bit. Uh, you know, when you hear Matt Doherty kind of go, oh, wouldn't, I don't want to talk about it. Like it, it, it shook me. You know, I, I was very sort of like, oh my God, like you know, that was nasty. And you know, now we've all had calls. I've had calls, of people telling me to my face about Tosser, and I try to laugh at it. You know, that's just me. It's it's the industry I work. I well, I used to work in for COVID where people are calling me names all the time. And I'm just used to it, you know. It's like, you know, you're in Dublin, like people call you a wanker or whatever. It's just kind of goes with the flow. But he seemed very sort of shocked by that and very sort of, oh, God, you know, this is, this is nasty. I, I don't want to say anything more because I don't want this happening again. And I'm thinking, right, if you, you can't take a bollocking over, over the phone, how are you going to deal with a very abrupt, very sort of cutting, blunt yeah. manager to your face, i.e. Jose Mourinho? And it was a bit like this isn't going to work. I just, you know, when you just feel it's a square peg into a round hole. This isn't going to work. Um, yeah, and, and it clearly hasn't. And just, you know, it's been snake bit from the start. If I'm honest, mm. he just when he's getting a run in a team, he gets suspended because Rory. I mean, he is. Uh, I think Roy Keane was was absolutely slating him in Sky Sports after game. I think he gave away a penalty. He's always going to give away a penalty or do something stupid. Uh, uh, uh Aurier. and is like, right, he's in the team now. It's like, there's a chance, and he gets sent off. Yeah. And then, you know, his stock is at an all-time low, and then Aurora is back in the side, or Sissoko is back in the side. And it, it just seems to be, and um, Mourinho as well, he's not really giving Doherty much of a chance either. It seems that he has one bad game or performance now, uh, not quite the beginning, but now. He's out, he's straight out of the team. I think he played him as a, a right winger, didn't he? Uh, or left winger, he played,
0: sorry. He played, he played him kind of left wing back. And
1: yeah. And that kind right, of but, that
0: kind of like like there's been arguments in the past, should he be playing left back for Ireland? And I know left wing back and left back are very different positions, but yeah I suppose even going on that performance against Liverpool, it was only a half that he was playing on the left. He's not comfortable on the left. You are not gonna get you know, you're you're not gonna get the maximum potential out of Doherty playing on the left. Like, even, I mean, we'll touch on his his Ireland prospects in a few minutes, but I mean, didn't he play centre half during the whole COVID crisis? You know, and he put in a solid shift because he's a good pro and he's a talented footballer. But if you want the best of Matt Doherty, he needs to be playing either right back or right wing back more specifically, you know? And the funny thing about Mourinho is, you know, there's so much footage from this season of him just absolutely lifting Doherty out of it. You know, it seems to be a recurring theme at the moment. And then when you have a guy like Serge Aurier, who's one of the most erratic footballers in world football, you know, getting second chances, storming out of the stadium at half time against Liverpool, yeah. And then all of a sudden, he's first choice again. And then all of a sudden, Moussa Sissoko, you know, didn't he win the World Cup playing in midfield with France? Well, off the bench, he's starting right back instead of Doherty. So it's like a it's like an indirect vendetta,
1: yeah, Mourinho. He seems to, he's that sort of manager, isn't he? He wants you to stand up, doesn't doesn't he? He wants you to right, fight for your place, you know, I, you know, like an old sergeant major, like break it down to build you up, kind of thing. Like I'm gonna insult you, I'm gonna call you whatever, and then you're gonna shove it back in my face, and you're gonna play in spite of me, and you, you know you're gonna like it, kind of thing, and and, and that's the way Mourinho has managed, and that's why he doesn't have longevity where he manages because that only works for so long and then you got to replace your players yeah. and, and the modern it was, footballer
0: as well David I mean we spoke about Doherty getting offended over being called a tosser I mean it's it, the modern day footballer is a very different animal these all, days yeah. you know yeah like it's 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 you know the play generation and so on but modern management has evolved as well you know Klopp and Guardiola they nurture their players yeah They look after them. They they are respectful towards them. And I mean, look, that's that's not for everyone. I mean, I coach football and I don't completely agree with this whole softy softy approach. But the reality is, someone like Doherty just doesn't respond well to that. And we could kind of see under Nino Espírito, who who probably has that more contemporary approach, than Mourinho, ironically, our countryman, and that he benefited more from it. Do you think Doherty will stay Spurs? There's a lot of there's a lot of whispers that he's going to leave in the summer. Either going back to wolves or or maybe going elsewhere but but it's not completely ridiculous to suggest that he could be gone after this season,
1: yeah, I don't think he will be. I think it'll be one season wonder i i think uh he risks going into obscurity i mean he's yeah. twenty nine you know it's 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 very difficult to um Change your character at the age of twenty nine, especially you know the way you're coached and, mm. and and the way you are. And yeah, you are right. I mean, the more contemporary style is sort of arm and shoulder. Blame me, I'm the manager. It's my fault. You know, I'm yeah. the wanker to fucked up. Blame me. That that's the the modern day approach. What the old approach is, like Jack Charlton. You know, you got yourselves in it. You get yourselves out of it. You know, it just wouldn't work these days with, with these um with these new mouldy coddled players, and. I've never met Matt Doherty. He seems a good, good, guy. He's clearly a talented player. He's a very good player, um, but I don't think his approach suits uh, Matt Doherty. And that's not uh, that's not I. I'm like you. I like to see characters. I like to see fighters. You know, um, but once they're good, once they're good at football, once they're good, at I, think, football. I think I
0: think that's the key thing.
1: Yeah, and he's a good footballer. But I think yeah. the problem with, with him is is that. And it's not just him. It's modern-day football. That's just the way he's been brought up. You know, Marino style doesn't work with a lot of players. That is why he's had a Spurs team that are languishing, I think, in eighth or ninth place at the moment and are not going to get anywhere near that league title under Mm -hmm. Mourinho. It's just not going to happen, and he probably won't get, you know, because he is on the way out. How he got the Spurs job in the first place, I do not know. And, uh, you know, as well, when... I think it was Stephen Kenny's first game against Bulgaria, and he played as a right back. I mean, people, you know, people are saying he should play as a left wing back. I mean, he, or as a left back. Sorry, he he can barely play as a he can't even play as a right back. Yeah, you know, never it's mind. It's very it. different. I, I
0: think a lot of people forget the difference between yeah wing back and um and this whole idea of left back. Like uh, as you put it right, David. I mean, putting um you know putting circles into square pegs. It's just it, it's it's yeah. not as simple as that. Like we're not playing FIFA no um it's 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 professional football it's it's the real
1: it's the real coach coach yeah.
0: and, and um, that's what we're seeing that's what we're seeing at spurs as well he's he's playing left wing back to to accommodate
1: earlierrier yeah uh, and it's very very difficult to to do that and uh, you know look back in the day, I know people probably listen to this and think, oh well you know Jack was very lucky he had uh Steve Staunton and Dennis Irwin. Dennis Irwin played left-back. Back, yeah. I could be wrong now, but he played left-back for Manchester United. Uh, and for he yeah. played right-back because we had Steve Staunton play left-back. And Jack always believed... We, we put a post up, didn't we? Um, we put a post up on Anderson Road about uh, the Argentina played Scotland in 1997, our strongest ever starting eleven, in my opinion. And you had Ronnie Whelan left-back and you had yeah. Pomegranate right-back. And he just believed... And you could get away with this back then that you pack your team with all the stars and they'll find out how to do it because that's why they're stars and that's why they're good players. And you know what? They did. And Ronnie Whelan fell left back to breeze. Paul McGrath could play anywhere mm-hmm. uh, amongst the back. Probably Ronnie, uh, Ronnie Whelan could play probably anywhere uh, in that back um, eight, you know, as well. He probably just didn't have, quite have the height for a central defender, but like he had the denounce and the wherewithal to do it. And Irwin could do it and Stanton could do it. But that's it. But, you know, football was back then relied very much on the player and the player's ability. And, you know, you were treated like an adult, so to speak. You know, you figure it out kind of thing. And nowadays, it's very difficult for you to do that. You you know, it, it it just can't happen. I mean, I remember the first game against Bulgaria, he played as a right back. And I remember watching it. He went on an amazing run. Um, lost the ball just outside the Bulgaria box, and he didn't track back. Yeah. And basically, they almost scored. I think it was a beautiful save from Darren Randolph. I can't remember now; it was so long ago. And you think this happened because he didn't track back? And I'm thinking if you you may have got away yeah, with it. Minimum requirement of,
0: of a right fullback.
1: Yeah. Get up and down that pitch. Yeah, and the problem is. Jose Mourinho you know, we know how much he loves his defensive duties and he wants players putting in a shift he wants players playing as a team Joe Cole we, we remember that when he pulled off like a, a great performance and the English media were fucking oh, Jose what do you think of that yeah it was great and he goes if he ever plays with like that again he'll be on the bench this is a team game this is you know you can't you're playing like that under someone like Jose Mourinho you're not going to last long you've got to come back and that was the difference, obviously, with a back five. You got three to actually uh, incorporate your wing back, the cover for your wing back when your wing back goes forward. Doesn't need to get back, really. You know, not in a back four. Back five, yes, not in a back four. And I think he's really... Uh, someone made a claim. It's a bit like the old Man United claim where Fergie used to buy players just so he wouldn't have to go against them and let him sit on the bench. Someone said that on the page, I think, about uh, Doherty was Marino's toughest opponent. At wolves they, they just couldn't defend against him and he, they reckon he just bought them to sort of like neutralize that yeah. uh thre- i don't know about that um personally but uh yeah i, I just can't see that I, I, I,
0: I think a lot of teams are actually benefiting from that from from you know if you look at Wolves, i mean they've had a They've had a fairly inconsistent season. I know they beat Arsenal there last week, which is, which is a very good result. But, I mean, you know, Esprit has actually moved a little bit away from the five at the back. They've been playing a 4 3 one formation this season. And uh, I think Sumeda who joined from, from Barcelona, and Aiden Auri is the left back because I think Castro, Castro, who was playing left wing back, and Doherty are both gone. So you've seen a bit of an overhaul in the tactics of Wolves and a, and a fairly, tur- not turbulent, but a fairly inconsistent season compared to the last two. So it shows what a what a big player Doherty was, and it kind yeah. of raises the question, David. Like, if you look at Wolves the last two or three seasons, even that season that they that they got promoted in the Championship, they're probably playing one of the best styles of football that's ever been seen in the, in the Championship. Yeah. Do you think Doherty, like other players in that Wolves system, do you think Doherty was benefited from being a product of that system? So, like that right wing back position, he always had. And Adama Torre, or, or even before that, he would, have had, um, he would have had Costa, who's with Leeds now. He would have had him in front of him. So he always ha- would have had a pacey winger in front of him. But part of the Wolves' tactic <clears throat> was having the likes of Jamie Martino or Ruben Neves whipping balls into the box. And you'd have Doherty having that little bit of freedom to just ghost into the box and create from ghosting into the box. And he got a lot of goals from it, and he got a lot of assists from it. I think he got, a, was a seven or eight assists last season? simply yeah. from just ghosting into the box from that wing back position not having those defensive burdens and having that quicker man in front of him to get back and fill in fill in the gaps and having that dynamic midfield who could fill in the right wing when when, when he made those runs so coming back to my question do you think doherty benefited from that system and do you think he was always going to struggle no matter where he went
1: yeah, it seems like at Wolves, they, they, had, a, they had a system custom made for them almost. Um, obviously, the, the manager just said, Right, you can get me a lot of goals. We're going to play this way. And I think, yet again, maybe when he went to Mourinho, he thought, Right, you can adapt because you're a player. You, you can adapt to my style. And not Yeah, And a player. player of that
0: quality, like a, a player of that quality in Europe, even, like even in the Europa League. I think he was rated as as one of the best fullbacks in the whole competition last season. So the expectation for a player who's putting in those kind of performances and performing at that level, the expectation is surely no matter who I'm playing under, no matter what club I'm at, surely I can be molded into whatever system it is. Because if you have that technical ability and that tactical know-how, it shouldn't really matter what system you played previously. Surely you should be able to you should be able to mould into whatever if you're good enough. You should be able to mould into whatever system or whatever formation if you're good enough.
1: Yeah, I just think it comes t- more towards the age, if I'm honest, Nick, because like, he's yeah. in his late 20s. If he was in his early 20s, maybe, because he, like, like, he's a bloody good player. Um, I, I just think because he's in his late 20s, it, it's, it's all that more difficult. If he had got him in his early 20s, he could have moulded him into the sort of player he wanted. And I think it just goes back to Mourinho in that... Um, that sort of old school mind is that, right, I'm going to, I want you to adapt to my system and I think you can do it and it's up to you to do it. And it hasn't worked out. I just think this is the problem with Mourinho. I think it's just too, Mourinho, know, the old school manager with, with the new style player and it never really works. I mean, look at Gareth Bale, Gareth Bale's struggling now on the Mourinho. He can't get game time. They're having a fallout. It's, I think sure, a lot sure. of
0: that. I think a lot of that has to do with his his golfing enthusiasm <laughs> and yeah. like enthusiasm for football. But yeah, no, for sure. I mean, it's it's um, you know, it's that rigidness where at Madrid, Bale always had that freedom. He always had that, you know, um, yeah, a free role kind of allowed to kind of drop deep or allowed to drop wide or allowed to drop into a kind of false nine position. Where you see him with with Wales as well, or with Mourinho, it's way more structured. It's way more rigid and. Yeah. I suppose so, for Doherty, he's, he's gone from that expansive, expressive style yeah. into a very regimented one.
1: Exactly. And Reno really Reno has to, should really adapt. It's one of those signings where you get him in and you adapt your style to match Doherty. Because there's goals there, there's there's a uh, assist there, but he hasn't done that. He's clearly said no, 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 you're you're to to square peg into the round hole. No, no, you're going to play my style of football, <laughs> and that's it. And it just hasn't worked, and it's no surprise it hasn't worked either. Um, it was an odd one. I was happy to see him go because you know you're thinking finally it's an Irish player. It's probably our best. He probably was our best foreign important player. Um, last season, you know we we love Seamus, but he wasn't great last season. Let's be honest, and he was. You know he's a, he's a leader though. He's great great captain uh, for Ireland, Seamus Coleman. But Doherty was a best player and he wasn't yeah. playing because maybe Mick, he wanted the character, didn't he? He wanted Seamus Coleman. No, no, no. You're, you're the character. You're the captain and he is a leader, Seamus Coleman. I want you because Mick is always going to go for that leader, especially when a team is struggling and it's a limited team and Doherty was kind of left out and I feel bad for him because finally he gets a manager at Ireland that will probably allow him to express himself and give him a bit more freedom. With Stephen Kenny, and it just hasn't worked out. His first game, he had no preseason whatsoever. Yeah. He signed, I think he was in Italy, finished up with Wolves in Italy for a week, signed for Tottenham, straight over to the Ireland camp, had no preseason, and he looked as blunt as a spoon in that first game, and it kind of just spiraled from there. I don't think he's ever had a good game for sports. Anytime I watched him, like he's always. I'd get reports on him, and he was always kind of around, around the six out of ten mark. You'd watch him; he'd be far from impressive. There'd be goals coming down his side. It, it's 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 quite bad. It could probably see him going to a team like Southampton, maybe somewhere like that, like a bit more of an expression aside.
0: Back to Wolves, maybe you know. I know is playing fairly well, but you know if he was back there, then Wolves could probably go back to to three at the back. Yeah, and um, that might suit that might suit Wolves just as much as it might suit Doherty.
1: So yeah, I mean, could it be, have, could be an option for him. I mean, Wolves are struggling. Well, they're not struggling, but they're, they're they've gone backwards a little bit. Well, they're fourteenth yeah. at the moment. I mean, they've I regressed.
0: Think- they've certainly regressed since Doherty left.
1: I think that's yeah. plain to see. I think Dar Do- yeah, and they've had to change. They've had to. He's had to adapt his style. Um, to you know, obviously with Doherty's absence, he He's had to adapt the team. They've regressed. There's fourteenth at the moment. I mean, they and they've played more than than the teams above them. I think they finished seventh. Yeah, um, you know, season. Do you know what I mean? That's at that point where... He, and he wrote the league run as well. Yeah, semis, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. You know, so yeah, they've they've clearly regressed. I, I think, it, yeah, if Nino is absolutely willing to uh, readjust and go back to the old way, I think it'll just be, you know, it'll literally be a square peg into a square hole. Like, it'll just fit perfectly. And then, you know, the Doherty experiment is, is over and done with. But you don't know. I mean, he might want to prove something. Mourinho might not be in a, you know, they're eighth at the moment. They might, he might not in, even be in charge by the end of the season. Yeah, Nuno could get the Spurs, job. Who knows? You never know. Like, so I mean, they're
0: playing, they're playing three at the back. Aren't? Well, the occasional time they're playing three at the back. So you know that 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 could suit them.
1: It just kind of it
0: echoes Robbie Keane's move to Liverpool. Yeah, you know, it's just just that kind of, and Robbie was kind of. She's what was Robbie 27 when he made that move to Liverpool? Maybe he perfect was 26. Time. Yeah. So like it's it, it's kind of similar, you know, it's a similar scenario. And then as soon as it's not working out, you kind of say, oh, is he just going to go back to where he came from?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it it does seem like that. And it's very unfortunate. I mean, Rob, I was delighted when Robbie came to Liverpool. I thought he was perfect yeah. for Liverpool. Like he's not an out and out striker. Play him in behind Fernando Torres. He'll he'll create a lot of you know he make a nuisance of himself but Rafa didn't want him. Um, yeah. Rafa played
0: him on the wing. It's it's it's, it's so similar, isn't it? Like Rafa played him on the wing. Mourinho's playing Doherty left wing back and in a flat back four. So yeah, kind of echoes it. And we touch on Seamus Coleman um, and, and Matt Doherty maybe being the the man to to overtake Coleman under Stephen Kenny's style. What do you think all of this situation means for for Doherty's position with Ireland or or his place with Ireland? Because Coleman's not exactly. Racking up the games this season. No. Where do you where do you think it leaves them them to, and how might they be accommodated in the same team?
1: I think the only way it's going to work is if you play three the back, if you play three the back or five the back, and maybe give something there, try something there. He he can't play right back. I mean, unless you're going to stick with a back four, then you if you're going to stick with a back four, it's got to be Seamus Coleman all day. He's you know uh, unfortunately our two best players are, are. are uh, fullbacks. Well, one's a wing rank and one's a fullback. Um, I, I think we spoke about it, I think before where Kenny made a mistake, perhaps Stephen Kenny, maybe he's been a bit too rigid with his fluent style. Yeah. Um, and he should be looking to utilize the players he's got and maybe build a little bit of a system around the players he has. Um, I just think with Doherty, I think he's the wrong person at the wrong time. Mm-hmm. I the right person at the wrong time, whichever way you want to put it. I think he's very unlucky. Um, I mean, Coleman's 32. He doesn't strike me as somebody who's going to retire from international football anytime soon. I think he, he's one of those. He, he'll he probably be playing with Ireland until till he not, actually retires. Till he actually retires. So he's not going anywhere. He's fit as a fiddle. You know, he could clearly do the business for Ireland for a number of years. Um, but with Doherty, maybe, maybe unless Matt looks at his self, that I'd Abby a new and wouldn't it modern day football <laughs> looking at themselves and kind of going right what do I need to change and maybe he will you know at the age when he's approaching thirty you know you can't be a wing back yeah. it's a it's it's got a very short lifespan um you know to 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 be that sort of bombing forward all the time so maybe he'll revert to a right back who knows but yeah. I, it, although his defensive game isn't particularly great Matt. So it's very difficult, Nick. You know, people say we can even play in the same team. If you're gonna play Matt, maybe to fit him in as a right winger.
0: Yeah, I didn't make try sure that against Gibraltar. I think that he was did. a unique game though. I don't I I I don't think I don't think that was ever gonna work, you know, against a team like Gibraltar on that pitch. I know I know that sounds like I'm making excuses here, but
1: Oh, it was shit. It, it was yeah, it, it was
0: it, it was a horrendous pitch, it was a narrow pitch, and even the yeah. Aviva, I, I'm convinced that the Aviva is just bigger than a regulation pitch. <laughs> but yeah. but if you're playing in the Aviva and you have that little bit more more space, yeah. if you have Coleman in the back four and if you have Doherty playing ahead of him, simply just there to ghost into the box, like he does, like imagine imagine Connor Harrigan. imagine a midfield three. And you've Conor Herrohan on the left side of a midfield three, and he's whipping balls into the box, and Doherty is overlapping, and Doherty is getting in like he would, like he did with Wolves. Yeah. And surely that's something that could be utilised, or is it too rigid?
1: Um, what I would probably do is actually, I was just thinking there, I'd probably play him as a left winger. I have him cut inside on his right foot. I think that could be an option. I'm a bit like Stuart Downing, I think, when Brennan Rodgers got him as a right-sided winger and had him cut in on his left foot. I remember his goals ratio just went up phenomenally. It was just a simple thing. I, I know <laughs> that's probably, a little, you know, he's this overlapping right wing ring, wing back. And now I'm talking yeah. about him cutting inside. I just don't see. I think with him and Coleman. Well, just clash. It's a bit like Finnan and Steve Carr when he used to play um, on the right.
0: Yeah, Gary Kelly as well used to used to play at the right wing, didn't he? Yeah, Steve behind him.
1: And it was just that clash. I remember mm. uh, what was it—the Australia game, where um, Stephen Carr kept overlapping Steve Finnan. And I remember yeah. just thinking, why don't you just play Steve Finnan as a right back and play Stephen Carr as a right winger? Mm. And he kept going out of position, and Kenny Cunningham had to cut across, and I remember they almost scored a couple of goals, because there was a massive hole left, and he just kept overlapping, and he wasn't getting back. So, I just think together, maybe, um, because, you know, Seamus Coleman is a right-back, but he does like to bomb forward, as well. He's You know, so, he couldn't have that in the same... Maybe that's why it didn't work, because two players trying to do the same thing. So, maybe get that, put him on the left wing, and then see what happens. But I wouldn't play him as a left-back. No, I...
0: Yeah, I think that game against Spurs, and that's yeah, just the the left wing, left wing idea. The thing is, like he's actually he got Player of the Season for Wolves in the Championship. I think it was the season before Nuno took over, and he got Player of the Season playing left back. And it's funny as you talk about because like a lot of people might listen to this and they might say playing Matt De in the left wing, that's bananas. But a lot of the goals because he scored a lot of goals that season uh, when he when he was playing for left uh, when he was playing left back for Wolves. I yeah. um, can't remember who the manager was. Was it Kenny Jackett? Anyway. Um, but a lot of his goals came from him cutting inside from the left-back position and, and uh, getting his shot away. Yeah. You know, so although I wouldn't personally fancy him as a left-winger, um, I prefer kind of, you know, Robbie Brady, who's playing on the – yeah. who plays on the left, or I prefer maybe Callum Robinson, who can cut inside and, and maybe has a little bit more um, mobility to him than Doherty. But I think the idea of him cutting in could add another dimension to him. My only concern there would be, it's a little bit like playing him at left back. Or even, do you remember he played centre half in, the, in the, um, the Wales match? And he was excellent. But all I could think of was, if you want to get the best out of Matt Doherty, he has to be playing left wing back. Or he has to be, or sorry, right wing back. Or he has to be playing on the right wing. Like, he has to be on that side. Because all his assists, all the damage he does, all the goals he scores they come from him just ghosting in. And I just I just have this vision in my head, and maybe it's a bit ambitious, um, uh, but but I just have this vision in my head of Connor Howrihan or Robbie Brady floating balls into the box and Doherty arriving late um you know to get a touch in it or just to just to get it under control and whipping crosses to, to whoever's playing as a centre forward. And I think I think that could be so damaging. I always, I also feel as well, David, like I don't know about you but the whole idea of kind of playing a back three, I think if Ireland went with a back three, we'd probably have a midfield five, as opposed to a midfield four like Wolves do. Because what like Doherty always had a damage in front of him, a, hmm. a much pacer player, where if he was playing for Ireland, I don't think we have the players, I don't think we have a a, a midfield duo that would be able to hold their own without having a holding player. And for that reason, Doherty would actually be the furthest man forward on the right. He wouldn't have a draw helping him out. So I think, I think that could be, I think that could be tricky for him. And I also think there's a romanticized idea of Seamus Coleman playing on the right side of a of a back three, a little bit like um, Ispilicueta, for example. But I, but I don't think that's going to work either. You know, so I think unless you play kind of a three, four, three, and have Doherty as a, as a, right wing back and then maybe I don't know I'll have a Callum Robinson or a, or an Aaron Connolly in front of him I, I just don't see how we can fit him in or, or utilise him the way the Wolves utilise them. I just find it so hard to visualise
1: It is difficult um, as I said I, I do think he is just the wrong guy the right guy at the wrong time and I, I think it's just very very unfortunate I do feel for him because he's a quality player when, when he's on form uh, personally you know I hear what you're saying but Personally, I, I would give him a go on the left wing. I'd have him cutting in. I would, ju- I would just have that. I, I think he could be damaging there. He could just cut in on his right foot and he'd probably get more goals playing for Ireland. God knows, we, well, or a goal <laughs> playing for yeah. Ireland. Um, I, I think he could add a bit of energy to that midfield. I mean, he, he is a naturally very good footballer. You know, he, he, he is very skillful and he could, you know, he'd go on a nice little run. He could lay one off. He could take a shot you know he he could be quite troublesome the only problem is is that obviously our defenders are a little bit all over the shop at the moment you've got John Egan who's you know their team he's going to be a championship footballer next year unless it's an absolute miracle uh John O'Shea is going to be a championship footballer next year um unless somebody signs him up I think he's got huge potential but the manager now doesn't fancy him Sam Allardyce yeah Shane Duffy has had a disaster up in Celtic and his confidence is on the floor. And I have said it, I've been saying for ages, that lad just needs a break. He needs a break. And unfortunately, with the situation that we're in now with COVID, he probably can't go on holiday somewhere to sort of get well. He went to Dubai, didn't he? That did, that worked out great. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, you know, I don't think we really have a left back. Uh, so as such, who is normally our left back? Well Ender Stevens is just, you know, End Stevens, sorry. Yeah, he's but
0: he's, he's he's in and out. Like he's, he's he, had he's, injury issues, yeah. he's he has some in good form.
1: No, he's gonna be a championship player next season as well. So we've got a lot of players there that are gonna be and this is the worry now, when we get to March, it's gonna be very like who do we have that's gonna be in form? And yeah. there's not many. And I don't know. And I think if I'm being honest, I think Stephen Kenny has to get creative, and I think one of those would be Trying Matt Doherty on the left wing. I'd play Seamus if if he's if he's good to go and you have got to go with a back four. Yeah. I would go with Seamus on the back. I think uh, you have to against Serbia anyway.
0: You need yeah. that experience. Yeah. And you sure. know what you're gonna get with Seamus.
1: Exactly, but I would give him a go as a as a as a cutting in left midfielder. I think that would be um, the option. For pardon, me.
0: pardon the pun, but that's certainly left field.
1: That's Ooh, uh, dumb It's dumb. a
0: quir- it's it, 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 it's a quirky one, but like it's as not. You said, yeah. It's not
1: outrageous. It's not like uh, poor Cyrus Christie playing as a centre mid. You know. I what think I mean? it's
0: I, I think it's crazier to see Darty playing centre back yes. than to see him playing on the left because he's played like he's played left back. Yeah. And he's and he's you know.
1: But if in you're the past. But but if you're a wing back or if you're a winger, like surely to Christ, you you can play on both sides. Like it's, yeah. it, you're playing in you a You should know what to do in the
0: final third. Yeah.
1: Yeah, like you're playing in, in a channel now. The only difference is that maybe you won't be as comfortable uh, setting crosses in on your left foot. So then I'd be like, right, well, Matt, I want you to quit in your right and take shots. It's not or, like the strikers
0: are going to finish off those crosses anyway. No,
1: <laughs> you know, g- considering the dearth of goals that we've had, and our only goal has come from a fucking out of form um, centre back. You know, so you know, I think he's going to have to get creative with it, quite frankly. Um, you know, you got Nathan Collins, and you, you're probably going to have a very inexperienced young. Uh, defence as well you don't want if you're going to have him on the pitch you don't want him kind of got all at sea going in front and then leaving the back exposed Yeah, uh, I think that and especially in Serbia in Belgrade wherever the match is going to be played so um, that, w- that would be my guess I think that I think it's worth having a look at him there uh, whether he will or not I don't know he probably still plays as a, as a right back Matt will um, come March but yeah I, I think he's just going to have to get creative
0: yeah, it's, it'll, it'll be interesting to see, and his, his situation at Spurs as well, you know, where is he going to be playing, because he has been playing, like, if you think about it, he's playing left wing back, so not that he's playing well there, but he, he is getting the few minutes, albeit a half, in there, so it mightn't be completely outrageous, I'm um, sure, we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens in the meantime, but uh, we're going to leave there for today, um, as always, let us know what you think because you know that's only our opinion. That's only like if I if I had him my way I'd have him on the right wing. Uh, Dave would have him, would have him on the left wing. But you know, you'll get so many suggestions. You'll get left back, you'll get um, you know, right back, you'll get Jesus, I, I saw someone recently saying centre mid. So I think he played centre mid for the under twenty ones. Um, you know, so like there there there's so many different opinions and so many different angles you can take. So As always, keep your opinions coming and and let us know what you think about Matt Hardy's situation and where do you think he's going to play for Ireland because that's the only way that we can can open discussions like that. But until next time, uh, look after yourselves. Bit of snow predicted this week, so um, wrap up and uh, mind yourselves and uh, come on you boys in green.